Welcome to the Bear and the Ball. I am your host, Nick Webster, part of the Cow South Board of Directors, and we like to do the Bear and the Ball, the, I think I'd like to say, most interesting podcast in Southern California because there is so much going on. And look, there's an alarm already reminding me that I have to call perhaps the finest mental coach in the business, Jim Madrid. And Jim Madrid just happens to be the guest on the Bear and the Ball today. Jim, how are you? I'm doing good. So where was the, don't you have the plugged in applause and the canned laughter too? I do, I do that. Come on, Nick. Jim, I do that in post. Okay. We, we, oh, you do. Okay. Okay. Good. good. Everything right. to, to, to my fingertips in, in live. Get the big stadium arena. Okay, for us. We deserve. Jim Madrid. Jim Madrid. You're the man. You're the man. Yes. We need to spend more time together. You know, no, absolutely. Um, hey, thanks for having me back on, Nick. It was great the last time. And, uh, you know, it's uh, you said it earlier, just before we got on the air here, you said, I know you can talk and you better believe, you know, I can talk, Nick. And by the way, so can Nick Webster, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, Jim, you're too kind. Well, listen, the last time you were on the Bear and the Ball was, was about 12 months ago. And uh, I think uh, mental health, mental training was really very much at the forefront and, and it still is. But where has it gone in the last 12 months, Jim? Are, are we seeing any um, deep, deep changes within the, the, the concept of mental health or, or are, are we still working on, on the same premises? I, I, you know, it's a little bit of both. Um, what I've seen and what I'm really grateful for is uh, that our sport has really taken on the seriousness, as well as other sports have, uh, of the mental health issue right now that's going on. Um, hey, even before the pandemic, I mean, I've been in this business for well over 30 years. And, you know, and, and I look at psychology, and when I look at that, and I look at uh, over the last 60 years, what has psychology been about? What's wrong with you? And in uh, about the mid 80s, a gentleman came on the scene. His name is Dr. Martin Seligman at the University of Pennsylvania. And he's, he wrote his uh, book and he, it was about his study that he did on optimism. And it, the book's called Learned Optimism. Well, I had the uh, great honor and opportunity to meet Dr. Seligman in 1994. And uh, we've had a kind of a, you know, a relationship back and forth over the years. And in 2017, um, I, I went to a positive psychology conference in, in Fort Worth, Texas, and he was one of the main uh, keynote. And we reconnected and we saw each other just before the conference the night before. We had coffee together. Uh, actually, it was a drink. And then um, we um, uh, we met for coffee in the morning and he said, now tell me about what you're up to. And I told him that I, I applied you know, what he taught me, because in 1997, I was a certified um, uh, applied practitioner of positive psychology. And it's now become a degree program all over the world, uh, not just here in the United States. And so what I told him is that I'm here because I want to learn more. And also, um, I believe I'm, I've been looking, I'm the only one here talking about positive psychology and new sports. And so with that, um, he came back to me later in the day and said, tomorrow afternoon, would you mind being on a panel with us? So I was on a panel with Dr. Angela uh, Duckworth, 
and uh, Martin Sugman and a couple other people. And, um, you know, they were asking me, which a lot of people were like, wow, we never thought of that. And they asked me why. And I said, you know, we, we want to put people into a class, especially mental health, right? Mental wellness, mental health. And there's still that stigma on there. And, you know, what I saw was the opportunity through the window of sports uh, to be able to open up these kids' minds um, to, you know, a different way of thinking, right thinking instead of wrong thinking. And so that's what positive psychology is all about. For 60 years, it was like, you know, it was all about your weaknesses and let's fix, the, fix those weaknesses. And then Seligman and crew come along and they start talking about strengths. And yes, we're not all messed up, but we all are messed up. We all have issues, right? And so, um, you know, but, but what I believe and what I was taught at a very early age uh, from my old high school coach and teacher and mentor and boss in later years, Lou Tice, was that you're already okay. But we believe like any mentor does, a mentor is someone that sees more in you than you see in yourself. And that's what coaches are, right? And that's what I looked at is how can we, what are the, all the, the different things and psychological, what's going on in the five inches between the human being's ears of how we can get more out of you, think differently and, and, and turn it into right thinking, turn that negative self-talk into positive self-talk and creating that kind of a mindset. So is it coming around to that? It is, there's more people getting into that space which is great. There's over 44 million kids playing sports in the United States today. You know, our goal is to, uh, to go out to, we want to reach 500,000 by year end 2026. That's pretty healthy. But, you know, we have an outlet with, uh, you know, Cal South now. Um, that's 103,000 players. Uh, we just uh, have an alliance now with um, FCA, Fellowship of Christian Athletes. They have over 500,000 athletes around the world. And they're not looking as a faith-based program from us. They just want us uh, to use our content. And we're starting to train their area coaches. And heck, they're on every campus, major campus in the United States. And so, you know, we're, we're working with them. That's getting out there. So um, we just see more and more people coming our direction um, and learning more. And, and, and the program, our program is not based on Jim Madrid. Uh, we've got some pretty good advisors advising us from some pretty good institutions. We're right in the middle of right now of working out um, an alliance with Texas Christian University, TCU, with their kinesiology department and their sports psych department. They are really encouraged by what we've already created. And I'm really encouraged because there's still so much more for us to to learn and add to our already pretty powerful uh, content that we have. You know, I'm, I'm going to take a step back uh, to something you said a, a, li a little earlier about, about the stigma. And, and I'm going to look at terminology. Mental health gets people all ooh, freaked out. Yep. Mental fitness makes them want to lean in. How can we go about changing the terminology? Because it really, it's, it's the same, same bucket, same basket we're talking about. We're in the mental health business. You're absolutely right. But mental health scares people. Mental fitness intrigues right. people. So right. as, as thought leaders in the industry, can we change the terminology 
And I don't want to say make it more palatable, but make it less threatening. And, and less clinical. Less clinical. That's great. Yes, because that scares people as well. Clinical terminology. Right. So let's ask you, how do you feel about that, uh, you know, Nick? Um, you had that run in with your coach. How does that make you feel? Did you, you know, and then they, there's no sitting on a couch asking those questions, taking notes, you know? And so uh, I've received this over the years. Um, when I was just dabbling, I was doing more on the corporate side, my company was. And, you know, we're working with Oakley's, Nordstrom, uh, Caterpillar, um, Boeing, for God's sake. I mean, uh, you know, the list goes on and on. Fortune 500 companies, Banco Santander in Madrid, Spain. Um, and we'd get that where, hey, do you do this for kids? And yeah, so we can. So in 05, we schooled it down, our, our adult curriculum programs, down to that, you know, 13 on up. And then, um, and what we're, you know, and then I'm, I'm sitting in a, uh, in a restaurant in, uh, in Atlanta, Georgia, and I'm reading on the, um, I'm reading the newspaper and it said, talking about, Georgia Tech men's basketball team, uh, Bobby Kremens, the head coach. And I forget what the issue was. And um, so I called his office and left a message, said, hey, I'm in town. I think I can help you with that issue. And uh, I was having dinner with him that night. And then it started there. And at the same time, I'm here in Orange County and I'm reading the Orange County Register sports section. And they're talking about UCI, University of California, Irvine's uh, basketball team that they were oh, and eight or something like that. And um, they were asking the coach, you know, your job is on the line. And, and the coach said, you know, I'm really not concerned with myself. I'm more concerned about the resiliency of these young players. And um, I called up, said, think I can help you with that resiliency factor. And next thing you know, boom. And, um, you know, those players responded well. Uh, they went on to have a, a, a pretty good season. They didn't have a total great, you know, wasn't all that, but it was that was I went in to help with. And at the time, the AD was Dan Guerrero, who went on to be the uh, AD at UCLA. And Dan said, hey, I want you to meet the soccer coach. So he introduced me to this guy named George Koontz. And um, George and I have been together since 1990, 1998. We've been together. Um, and George, <laughs> George will always say, look, when I met him and I went, okay, you know, Dan Guerrero, my boss says, you got to talk to this guy. So he does. And then I agreed to let him come in and talk to my team. And the next thing you know, Madrid in the middle of it kicks me out of my team. I go, wait a minute, who is this guy? And he goes, and since then, I've always allowed him to have full access to his teams. I mean, George, as you know, is one of my best friends in the whole world. And, um, you know, and he gets it. And so I, as I see the, the, the tide turning towards more of that mental fitness piece, and, and I'm glad, and then there's others, I'm not the only one, but I know we're making a big, you know, impact in the world and especially in sports and especially here in Southern California where I'm based and what, what, what our alliance and our relationship now with Cal South. And I love it that you guys on the board uh, accepted that and saw the value in that and bringing us in to work with you. And as I've said, it, this isn't an AST, it's not a Jim Madrid program, it's a Cal South initiative. 
And exactly the questions you're asking, you know, uh, Nick, that, yeah, it, it, we need to get it to mental fitness. We need to say, hey, you're already doing good, but we know you could be doing better. And so, yes, that's why we put them through drills and, you know, all the physical and technical and tactical things we do. But I know, and you know this, um, since the first day we met, was where's the resource for this? And that's what I've done. I've gone out over the, you know, what turned out to be, you know, kind of started out as a personal interest, became a professional passion. And, uh, you know, the books and studying and the people I just call up and, hey, can we have a conversation? You know, I just met two weeks ago. I just met with Dr. Gary Latham. He was the former president of the Psychological Association for the, the country of, of Canada. And he's just going, you know, Mr. Madrid. I go, Doc, call me Jim. <laughs> you know, And this guy's a brainiac. And he just went, this is fabulous. Please send me more. And then uh, so we're getting some information, more information from him. Um, the concept of flow, you know, and all those things. And these kids have always heard about being in the zone. But now they're hearing about flow, you know, and and flow is not just about being on the athletic field. It's also in school and and at home and wherever, you know, so all those kind of concepts that we're talking about, probably the most important one. And Nick, you know this, too. These players come to us and, you know, our parents, their parents do or the players do. And the first say, what do you want to talk about? And I just want to build my confidence, my self-confidence. She practiced well on the uh, practice. And then when she gets on the pitch game day, she just falls apart. So, you know, th those are the things that, you know, we're looking at now. And, you know, I, I just think we're moving in that direction and we're moving in the right way. But I think it needs to be more uh, prevalent in the sport. And soccer, for me, has been the most um, interested party, um, you know, sport so far for my for our business discuss mental fitness in different age groups and of course you you, you just mentioned your, your example was a young a young girl the the, the difference between you know boys and girls women and men and 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 how huge yeah and 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 how you 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 mold mental fitness and how you teach mental fitness to such a such a wide variety because you know I mean, and I know it's corny and it's a classic cliche, but everybody is different. Everybody consumes information their own way, not 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 the way that you want and not the way that I want. Um, so how how do you how do you mold your teachings to be inclusive of, of everybody? <laughs> okay, it's been through trial and error, and a lot of a lot of errors have been that way. I was in. I was in um, Salt Lake City and I'm giving a talk and it was a group of adults and probably about four or 500. <laughs> I said, how many of you were born, uh, raised, uh, born and raised Catholic? And they just stared at me. I go, oh, wrong, wrong city. <laughs> you know? and they start laughing, right? Um, you know, it, it's, uh, I'm in Dominican Republic and I'm giving a talk and I go, uh, how many of you guys like soccer? And they just looked at me and go, oh, baseball. Okay. So it all comes down to knowing your audience. And I think that, you know, as, as uh, teachers and coaches and public speakers, 
you got to know your audience, you know. And so how do I, you know, and what we've trained our coaches on is, is doing a little discovery. You know, coach calls up and says, hey, we want one of your coaches, either myself or one of your coaches to come in and talk to my team um, or a director of coaching or something like that. And why? What's going on? Oh, well, we're in the middle of our season and we're losing. Okay, so you knew about it before the season. Maybe that's a good time to talk to us now, uh, then. And helping them build culture. So we do a little what we call discovery. Let's find out what's going on, you know, with your team. So it isn't just come in and we have a canned presentation that we do. No, it is all about what's going on with your team. Why do you want us here? What are the issues? What are the goals? What is, what's your vision of this team? Um, and what do you perceive... Uh, what do you coach perceive as roadblocks or, or the DOC? What do you perceive as roadblocks to your coaches, uh, the mental side? And when it comes to your players, you know, coach, what do you think are some of the roadblocks to uh, their success and, and getting more out of them? So in, in age difference, uh, gender, oh, for God's sake, yes. And you know that you coach females. And I got to tell you, I love working and so do my coaches. <laughs> I have mostly women coaches right now to either talk to boys or girls, but um, I just started back with um, Santa Margarita Catholic High School here in, in Rancho Santa Margarita. And, you know, it's, that's been my school. That's, I love that school. And my son went there, you know, and I've got all these great relationships there. And, and so during the pandemic, of course, it all went haywire off to the side, but I was there for seven years. And now uh, we've got two new coaches for the girls team and the boys team. And, you know, the boys are great, but they're boys. They're, and we've got the whole program, right? And, and it's, it's just hilarious to see the difference of the female athletes versus the boys, right? The boys are, you know, when I do some visualization and some mindfulness with them, they're, they're doing this, you know, they got one eye closed and they're looking around, then they see their buddy and they start giggling and they can't stop giggling. Female, they just go, oh, this is it. We're, this is so cool. Well, when do we get to do this again? So right now, but I've got the, the boys team, next session, we're going to do 30 minutes of mindfulness, 30 minutes. And so the girls, they go, can we start off every session with mindfulness? Perfect. 10 minutes is mindfulness. Just sitting there and getting and breathing, talking about, you know, thinking about their goals, thinking about the season. And the season doesn't start till the end of this you know, beginning of November. Um, so for high school. And so, you know, there's the difference, you know, and the youngers, the, you know, this, uh, the 14, 13, 14, 15 years old, you know, it, it, we've learned over the years. And, you know, our coaches, we get together and we, we discuss it. And then I bring in, you know, an expert um, on youth development and we bring in a, you know, a psychologist on youth development and we have a conversation with them. And so my coaches get to hear from the experts uh, about what, um, you know, how do you approach a 13 year old boy versus a 13 year old girl? Uh, if it's one on one coaching or if it's a team group situation or whatever it may be. And we get those people and we get that kind of advice from them. So. Yeah, there is a big difference. <laughs> I got the volleyball team at, at Santa Margarita too. And these girls are just, you want to talk about high performance. Um, 
I've got the 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 uh, girls golf team there, and two of the girls. One has a, um, a scholarship now um, and accepted at uh, next year at um, at Stanford University, and they just eat the stuff up. And so do the boys. I'm not taking it away from, but it just takes a little bit more grinding, if you will, with the boys' side. Um, and you know, so it, that's that's kind of the difference. Now we we discussed the mental fitness is something that many coaches now understand, but I'm going to say there's also many coaches that when you discuss mental fitness, they roll their eyes at you. Yep, and you're going to have that. They're going to have that now. The yeah. gospel according you know, to Jim Madrid, though, are you, are you are you going to try and dissuade these these people from rolling their eyes and 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 describe the benefits, or are they just are they just dinosaurs and we have to leave them to it? Because my feeling is we can't leave them to it because in their hands they have precious right. precious children Agreed. that they're really messing up. Agreed. And so what I look at is this, um, and this has been our experience. A director of coaching brings us in to do a 90-minute introductory presentation to all of their coaches. And I look around the room, Nick, and there's one we both know, and he will remain nameless. But he walked into, um, on a Friday night at 7 o'clock, he walks in, and as my team is setting up the presentation, and I'm getting ready to go on, and he made a comment to another coach, what the are we doing here on a Friday night? I should, and I've heard that so many times. Okay, and it, not just soccer coaches, baseball coach too, and I'm really high level. And that coach today is one of my biggest fans. He opens up so many doors for us, and uh, you know he's a, he's a great guy. And is he a tough one? Yes. Um, I, I it, it's amazing to watch. So let's say. You got 50 coaches and one of us gets up there in front and gives the 90 minute like presentation, kind of an overview, but we actually, we're not there to sell them on anything except for the content. That's it. So we give them a taste of the content and we want our, our goal when we do that is for them to walk away with some material that they can use immediately. They can go home and start it immediately. That's, that's our goal. And if they do that, then they're going to want more. Okay. So um, I'll tell you, 50% of them are like you, Nick. I mean, the day we met was like, all of a sudden, Nick was like this. You know, he was leaning in, right? And then there's the other 50% that, and part of them, the majority of them are the wait and see. I don't know about this. I don't know, you know. And then there's a group that will never change. And you're right. Um, but it seems like they're starting to come around more and more. And, and I see there's a big difference right now, um, post pandemic, uh, that they see the need for this. And what they're afraid of is, um, one is, and I believe this uh, truly, if I get involved with this, will this expose my weaknesses as a coach? You know, and, but then you look at coaches like, Coach Kuntz and, and my, my, uh, my tenure with Ziggy Schmidt, you know, with the Seattle Sounders. The great Ziggy Schmidt allowed me, he asked me, 
And so did Adrian Hanauer, uh, the owner and general manager at the time of the Sounders, said, would it be okay if we sat in your session? I go, Adrian, you own the team. You, whatever you want to do, you can do. Coach, you, you're the coach. And he goes, no, no, no. We just don't want to interfere. You know? And I went, okay. Um, we started off and about an hour into it, I said, time for you guys, uh, all the coaches, move. And it was really interesting where all of a sudden you see the, the players just kind of start moving in closer. And we had a half circle around me. It wasn't just a classroom style. It became like, you know, that. And but that to me tells me that's a coach. Now, that's a coach that will that knows and has the strong enough self-esteem and self-confidence to know that I don't know everything. And I trust with the right credibility. And, you know, and I think I've got that. And so does my team. That they're going to do good for my team. And maybe this is good. Um, and we're seeing that more and more now. Um, but it's not to a point where we want you to go away because we want you to understand what's going on, coach. And then we ask the players, um, is it okay for us to share this with the coach if there's an issue with the coach? Nine times out of 10, there isn't an issue with the coach. It's just that we want to be by, the players want to be by themselves. Therein lies the thing where Dan Pink in his book, Drive, talked about, what really inspires people at work and how do you get the most out of it? And he said it was autonomy, uh, mastery, and purpose. Autonomy, just let us figure it out, okay? And that's what our process is about, is let them tell us what the roadmap to success is this year. What's it going to take for them, not us as coaches? And when they lay out the roadmap, technically, tactically, physically, mentally, and teamwork, then they own it. But, you know, um, and when they do that, great. And then mastery, um, getting better at what they do, you know, and, and doing it on their own and then purpose. And I think coaches, we need to help them understand what the purpose is. Why are they playing? You know, these kids can see about as far as the end of their nose. And what we try and do is stretch that out and say, Hey, what does the season look like for you at the end of the season? What do you want to be able to accomplish? And that gives them purpose. And then we ask them, hey, so what if you accomplish that? Who cares if you accomplish that? And what difference would it make if you accomplished it? And that gets you to purpose. Purpose drives vision. Vision drives performance. Within this discussion, I'm feeling something. It's called vulnerability. Right. Where does shared? Yes. Where does where does vulnerability lie in mental fitness? Because I, I just hearing you talk about George and Ziggy, very confident men, but also not afraid to display vulnerability. And vulnerability sometimes is, is looked at as a, as a weakness within today's society. But I think you and I know that vulnerability is an incredible strength. Where where does it lie right. within the the realm of mental fitness? Well, I, I think it lies in the realm of, of self-esteem, you know, and I, I, how I feel about myself, right? And how confident I am about what my abilities are, you know? And I think that's where people, you know, that's where doubt comes into, right? Um, and, you know, it's life experiences. How, how you experience the world is how you're going to explain the world. And that's your self-talk that goes on. And a number of things. And I think that, you know, some of those coaches that say, 
you know, I don't need this stuff. Um, tells you a lot about that coach. You know, um, I had one coach last year tell one of my coaches um, at the beginning of the season he wasn't interested. And then my coach was working with another team in that area, and he said, uh, yeah, you know what, I made a mistake. I, uh, we need to get you in. And it's a college out, out on the east uh, in Chicago area. And, you know, he came around to saying, hey, and I think what happens is peer pressure, too. Well, if everybody else is doing it, hmm. And that's what happens. Wait and see. I, well, I wonder how that's working out for them over there. Oh, and they're and they're, here are the kids, here are the parents uh, talking about it and, you know, the improvement. And so that starts to happen. And again, our goal isn't to, about AST. Our goal and our, our affiliation with CalSouth is about CalSouth coaches and those clubs that are within the CalSouth realm that we can get to them and certify their coaches and then not just cut them loose like about a lot of other companies do here you've been certified go get them you know and we're we're on to the next one that's not us we want to be able to make sure we, we're measuring things now you haven't seen that yet but we're pre and post how well is that coach how well is that that uh, that player understanding the different concepts and we can measure that now so it's pretty cool. Oh, I can't, I can't wait to see that. Um, before I let you go, you, you need to tell us how do my, how do these listeners of the Baron Bull, how do they get in touch with Jim Madrid? How do they get in touch with AST? What are the processes and, and how soon can you get out there and start helping them? Yeah, well, we can as soon as they want. Uh, it's always on to them. We have the resources for that. We have the great coaches and Nick, you're one of them. So we know that. Um, astacademy.com, astacademy.com, advanced sports technology, astacademy.com. If you want to get in touch with me direct, email me at jim at astacademy.com. Uh, my cell is 949-690-9480. Um, send us an email. Um, check us out online. Um, there's places to contact us there online, too, at our deal. Um, and then also through uh, CalSouth, you know, the, the office knows. Go to CalSouth website, check us out there uh, under um, resources, and you'll see mental fitness under one of the tabs. And, um, and I just wrote, you know, I'm writing articles for CalSouth now. And, um, you know, come on, it's in my backyard, for goodness sakes. You know, I can, I, it's so easy for us to do right here, right? So any of the coaches in the CalSouth area, we're here for you and uh you know we're not expensive um i've tried to make it real very very reasonable and um and um, you know that's how it kind of will work so in a couple of weeks jim the world cup starts i know you and i are both going to be watching it and there's a little, yeah, there's a little game on black friday usa versus england what is your prediction Oh, come on. Why would you put me in that like that? I think it's good. My prediction is going to be one hell of a game. How do you like that for an answer? That's me being right in the middle. Okay. I think it's, well, I think we're in for a hell of a match. That's my prediction. Okay. That's about as far as you're getting me. Okay. That's it. Jim Madrid sitting on so. the fence, the founder of AST, <laughs> perhaps the best mental fitness coach in Southern California. Maybe all of California. 
maybe the entire West Coast, maybe all of America. Jim Madrid is the man. And if your team, your organization, any individuals you know could benefit from some mental fitness training, get in touch with Jim. And as Jim mentioned, you can find us on the Cal South website. You can also find Cal South on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. I'm Nick Webster. This is the Bear and the Ball. And thanks again to Mr. Jim Madrid.